Now we can't back down. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I am going to double down on cinnamon. I'm double down. <laughs> yes. Here. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Shut yes. up. Wait, what? Shut up. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the other option was anal. So. <laughs> your ideas. I just imagine you doing a collection of mood books like on Pinterest and one of them listed shut up wait what and the other one named anal <laughs> it's just an array of butt plugs no I mean like we are anal about things <laughs> <laughs> well, that would imply anal retentive yeah right somewhat uneasy do you know what it comes from <laughs> I could be wrong. Do you know where that term comes from? It was short for anal retentive. Yes, but it comes from a Freudian stage in childhood where you are have anal fixation and you tend to retain things. You became like you became fixated on some part of your (laughs) Your anatomy, your butt. Yeah, you're like butt obsessive, and that's why when you see you become obsessive with this part of your body because you're trying to understand it when you're young. And when you say somebody's so anal about something, they're obsessive or oh. they have like a over like an overzealous focus on this part of the body or a thing. You know how some kids are like biters when they're little? I was a pincher. I pinched. I pinched butts. <laughs> so you are like anal. So anal. Yeah. So anal. <laughs> like I would get called. Like my mom would have to go talk to my teachers because I'd pinch people's butts. Aaron, so did hard. you pinch someone's butt again? I'd pinch butts. I'd pinch <laughs> arms. Like I was a. Oh, I just loved it. I loved the feeling. Like, and I'd get, I'd get it deep, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I did, I love that feeling. I can only imagine. It's amazing. Are you going to introduce your there. podcast, or you just going to? Yeah, it's shut up. Wait, what podcast? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got cinnamon here. <laughs> cinnamon and Blair and Blair. Hi. Speed. Hi. Yes. B speed. B speed. B speed. And Michael. Here. <laughs> that sounds such a letdown. Cinnamon, Bucci, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Like, Sorry, Miguel. Dude, that's like being an American gladiator and being like Turbo Nitro, Greg. <laughs> I don't know. It's just some like normal it, average it, guy. It balances things out though because yeah. you're such a feminist. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I almost joked. <clears throat> Thank you. Michael is a feminist. Mm-hmm. I am a feminist. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about why. It makes total I'm not offended by that. No. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why some people think that's weird either. Michael Michael wore awesome. a red poppy uh, tactical vest to tactical games this weekend. <laughs> yes, it looked good. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of and it drew attention. Yeah. I got a lot of compliments on that vest. I know. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the performance behind the vest. It was, <laughs> it's just, it was the, just vest. the poppies. It's just the fashions. Yeah. Michael wore a poppy vest and he crushed it. 
Yes. And Cinnamon and I were the only female team. It was amazing. In with all the guys. We had to use the guy weights. Yeah. Yeah. There's some contrast there. It is. I, <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously, you guys won as females. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We yeah. won first place female team. But you also won by default because there was no other competitors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a win when I can we, get it. Actually, on the ride home, Mark and I were discussing that because he was like, well, how would you get more women involved? And I was like, well, it would be nice if they actually had a separate category. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Deep subject right off the bat. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Well, I think for a lot of women to approach, if if it's the men's weights, mm -hmm. I can see it being beneficial for them to have their own category. Or if it's a team where you guys, where they're not giving the rules of how the team has to do the activities. Right. So that's an option. If they're gonna, if they're gonna say how the team has to do the activities, which means each activity and each shooting is is identical for both people, um, I can see it being helpful to have separate. Um, sex categories if you can have if you can decide who's shooting or who's doing certain things I don't necessarily agree with that yeah. Yeah. I and I'm not saying but I mean you guys were m moving significant weight and I'm not saying other people or other women couldn't do that mm -hmm. but if there isn't an option to disperse work between the teams yeah. individually I can see the benefit of having separate categories. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I, I there needs to be a category, but I oh, I was thinking about it kind of from a more general aspect. Obviously, like the you could get deep seated into like gender association and like how that is actually kind of unraveling in sport totally. and how it's becoming kind of an issue when when you have people that identify a certain way that unravel a hundred years of you know social work that allowed women to have their own category or even participate in sport in the first place. But I think more generally, because a, there, there probably isn't enough people yet that there's not, it's not like a, a high amount of like women that are interested in shooting and pardon the offense, but that aren't just like gun bunnies that aren't just like mm -hmm. into it because they're into like the culture or whatever, or, and that that's a problem. Like the, the culture my this is totally guess and i'm just assuming here so there's a lot of like forgive it if it's wrong but yeah. how i perceive it is that the political association of conservatism which would tend to be more interested in second amendment therefore gun rights therefore gun sports therefore all of that stuff tends to i don't know for lack of a better term put women somewhere else they categorize them as not I don't want to say not equal to, but not mm -hmm. as physical as. Well, then those men must have felt really awful because we fucking <laughs> crushed a lot of them. And it was amazing yeah. to yeah. watch you crush. It was, yeah, incredible. It, that, that, to be fair, I, I think that if my shooting was as good as Cinnamon's, um, <laughs> we would have a really good chance of placing Oh, against yeah. men yeah completely because the weights there was nothing that we could not do completely and yeah. we were pretty close on times where i think we lost points was sh missing and shooting for sure i, I look on at my it. part you know how go ahead we, i was just gonna say we were one of the only teams in our heat that got to that on, yeah. on the slide yeah yeah event we we're only the only ones that actually got there yeah, yeah. we took third place in the run and my gun malfunctioned. I wasn't even able to get like, what, like 40 shots off. Yeah. yeah. 
And then so, on the other one, on the aggregate, your gun also malfunctioned. You weren't able to yeah. get any of those off. Yeah, and we still we still placed top 10. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, you should. <clears throat> I think what I think more women will start to team up and do this as, as it becomes more popular. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I think the tactical games is still evolving. And there, this is, I think, the first year that they're actually doing teams teams yeah. outside yeah. of the uh whatever that one is the yeah they have a qualifier mm-hmm. they have a qualifier that's just a team yeah. event which looks so fun yeah. well and you know like what we talk about even this is across the board you know you can talk about like the four minute mile or you talk about doing a climb mm-hmm. when you don't know it's possible it's different it's a, it's it's a yeah. harder effort because it's the unknown but as mm-hmm. soon as somebody does it it's not the unknown any longer mm-hmm. and so then somebody else can approach it so yeah. now you have two women that approached this and they completed the weekend they did everything and they did really well with it and then as soon as somebody else sees it they're yeah. like well if they did it yeah, yeah. it's know? possible yeah. it's possible yeah. Yeah. You, you create kind of like a possibility and a question whether like well maybe me and my friend could do it yep um that i think that's that that's a large part of it like a it's new so it's it's you can't like really judge it because yeah. nobody really knows about it um, you do run into some problems because it's new, or at least that I see in looking how they organize it is like the team events are not well thought out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not, they're not contingent on why a team would be different than an individual. And this happened mm-hmm. in CrossFit competitions where sometimes you sign up for these big events, like they have, you have selection processes from qualifications. You show up, there's like thousands of spectators and there's, um, you know, I think it's some of them, there's like 50,000 people that try to qualify and you're whittled down to, you know, 10 teams, 40 people, individual competitors. And that that's a big show. And it's a lot of moving parts because you have the master's divisions, you have um, elite and, you know, the the sub, whatever. Yeah, RX. Master's, teens. And then scaled. You have have like all of these different categories. So you're moving like thousands of athletes in some cases. And when it comes to the programming, they're trying to really think about it for what is fun to watch. And when it comes to the teams, they just like go, oh, we'll do the same workout, but we'll make it work for a team. And it's not – it's like – you're just doing an individual workout mm-hmm. and being graded as the combination of the people that you're joining with. And it's not yeah. a team workout. And I felt a lot of this was the same thing. It was an individual workout applied to two people and they either just doubled the work or had one person go at a time. There was no real like, Oh, you need like this person needs to do this. So this person could then do that. Or yeah. you guys need to do it together, which would be a team. That would have yeah. actually, I thought that would have been more fun to For feel sure. like oh, you're actually, you're, you're working, with each other's strengths and weaknesses and you know getting things done together versus exactly what you said they just doubled the reps yeah and you're just kind of which at a men's weight is not it's like kind of incredible that it didn't it didn't ever stop you guys even with like a you know sprained ankle and whatever which is funny for me because when i look at them i look at the weight and i'm like yeah put more like you guys will be fine like, I know you guys will be fine. Yeah. Well, I think we came in fifth place on the run, fifth or third or oh. something like that. Yeah, like it, was, we did, it was close. Even though she sprained her ankle. Yeah. Like, we still. I think a lot of people, well. like, walked. We ran the whole time. Yeah. Well, until the photographer was like, hey, there's no walking and running. <laughs> well, like, that oh, was yeah. a really steep section where yeah, it was like, it was. you can't, like, 
you're just going to slide. And I was like, and he happened to be standing there. There's no walking and running. Do you say there's no talking in photography? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, where was he? I just heard a voice come out of nowhere. Aaron. Cinnamon. (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, That run was actually fun. It was hard. Yeah, it was. This is not your first competition but it is your first competition how did like yeah yeah it 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 was so i've done you've done races i've done spartan races tough mudder okay Okay. when i was doing crossfit years ago before like it got big Mm -hmm. um i competed with like the teams Uh we didn't like make it far but like that's the extent of it yeah um did it feel different signing up for something that was like Oh shit! Like this is gonna be full on. <laughs> it felt it felt different in that it well it, it had been a really long time since I've done a competition mm-hmm. and like kind of put myself out there. <laughs> we were both super fucking stressed. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was stressed. I was stressed out. I I will be honest. I I got really stressed out. I kind of took it to another level that like <laughs> it became not not fun anymore because mm-hmm. of like how much pressure I was putting myself you know putting that myself you're did, doing it right I know totally I was gonna <clears throat> say did that was do you think that was because of the team aspect because you don't want to let one another down yeah, yeah that was a big big part of it <laughs> yeah that's I, that's adding a significant amount yeah, yeah yeah not only like oh I have to perform well but like I I want to make sure that I perform well for Aaron as a teammate oh yeah you know I mean I was counting on you (laughs) you would tell me all the time I'm like fuck well it's funny because when we finally talked I'm like just so you know I can't like I'm not in a space to go like balls to the wall yep and you're like oh I'm so glad that we talked because I pulled my back my (laughs) knees fucked yeah I I was glad to hear that and it was funny because in that conversation I was like man I wish we talked like six weeks ago yeah. because we're both on the same wavelength. We're mm-hmm. both on the same mindset, yet we're both like stressed out like and we didn't have to be. Yeah, it's yeah. like this, mis- it's this miscommunication yes. between partners. It's like so obvious that you're like, guys, if you just talked, you wouldn't be so like. Argh. Yeah. Yes. Well, the other thing, too, I mean, we have we're not in proximity close yeah, proximity yeah. to each other. Yeah. Like we're not yeah. we don't see each other all the, but like, you know, every month or so. Yeah. So, but at the same time, like I, this competition was hard. Like I won't, I won't say that it wasn't, but it's not, it wasn't physically taxing other than your ankle. It wasn't physically taxing like a CrossFit event where you're like, man, I could take a month off and still be trashed. Oh, like, yeah. completely. Yeah. I can Although, still feel all the competitions that I've yeah. done in CrossFit. And yep. this was more like neurologically taxing yeah, I bet. Um, and exhausting mentally. Yeah. yeah, I get really tired driving now. <laughs> like as I start to drive, I like almost fall asleep because you can tell like there's this really low level fatigue that's not physical. It's like CNS is still kind yeah. of depressed. You can let me drive. No. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, I mean, doesn't the Tesla drive itself? It does. That's no. why I'm not worried about oh. it. I mean, I was tired driving back can from St. George. Can you put mode? Yeah, but I just put it on autopilot and I'd be like, oh shit, good thing I have autopilot. Because I'd keep like. You got tired because you were eating a milkshake on the way home. Oh, yeah. Sugar Practical games. Do you know what? That was another thing. Like, I was starving the second day. So that to me is a sign that 
like it was more neurologically taxing. Mm. Maybe. I oh, I'm just, sure. I was really hungry that be. second day and then the day after the competition. Like I, the bottomless pit. It, I think shooting for me like it was physically it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um either. but f- having to focus for that long mm-hmm. under stress like shooting on a line with no stress like you're shooting at paper targets or whatever having fun like spending hours doing that alone is is draining on your brain now add physical (laughs) physical stress um (laughs) other stressors of wanting to perform well and then now you have to hit a target that's you know super small like like a four inch diamond yeah Yeah. a four inch diamond So yeah. all of that, and you and you're hyper focused, yeah. and even though you have time in between events, it's it's a lot. This well, is one, this is one of the things that I was like, uh, man, it is it is for sure precision shooting. It's not speed shooting. Yes. Like it's not. It's it's closer to like a precision competition than it is to like a two gun competition, and that kind of threw me off for a little bit because I expected I was expecting people to just like be blasting up but they really took their time mm-hmm. and then I was immediately mad at Kirk because when I asked him should I get a variable <laughs> he's like whatever and I was like you motherfucker you <laughs> for sure have one and knew that you needed one yeah. we should do we should we should have bring Kirk on the podcast yes. <laughs> after like, listen you he yeah. explained to me after because I was like oh yeah I'm for sure getting a variable he's like oh yeah you can't really do it without it and I was like dude yeah. what None been, of us. We've been training with you for like two months. You have never mentioned that we should switch out from a red dot. Yeah. And that's just like a, it's a thing that it became so painfully aware. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't do anything about it. But if I came back, I would, I would switch to a 2011 platform for the pistol that's fully enclosed, doesn't have any porting or weird weight removal stuff. And I would switch to uh, a variable optic. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, he took first place. Yeah. So <laughs> So it's not like he doesn't know. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. everybody ha- was running a variable. A variable. Yeah. 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 Did you see that? Like right when I shot it, I was like, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables on it. There's a lot uh-huh. of like high powered scopes on yeah. people's rifles. And a lot of people who had no idea how to even like use them. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what a variable is. A variable optic is like a scope that's a it's magnified power within it, but then it has a red dot in it as well. So it's a okay. scope. So you have like gradings and you can zero it for, so it has like a one eight power would be a hundred me. You can see 800 meters at what it would look like at 100 meters. Okay. Do you know what's funny? If this was the <clears throat> snacktical games and you had a variable, you'd have 800 sour patch kids. I could, yeah, 100%. I could do that. Or magic spoon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Best moment. Sponsor us. Cinnamon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> cinnamon eating cinnamon magic yes. spoon. That was one of my favorite I should have taken videos. a picture of all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Still on my counter. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Breakfast yeah. of champions. Well, and that's the other thing. Like fueling was much different because it wasn't so taxing. Like a yeah. CrossFit event, you get done and you're like dry heaving into the bushes. Yeah. And this one, you're like, okay, I could totally eat a sandwich, mm-hmm. digest, and like be fine to go on the next for the next event yeah that was super easy actually <laughs> yeah i think the the in between i mean i was some events fucked me up for sure yeah yeah especially depending on how hard you went like that run that was not insignificant just because of the terrain and the weight and how fast you ran it but it's not the same it's not the same ballistic stress that you get from like a weightlifting competition or something that's like oh yeah significantly pounding the spine and the joints over and over again in like ridiculous 
reps and set schemes. What was the most difficult or the most taxing workout for you? Well, definitely the the long one, the combined. So the 12 yeah. minute and the 12 minute, but that was also my favorite one. Yeah, yeah um, I liked that one. Yeah, Mostly because okay. I knew I could make up a lot of distance you there. You crushed that one. That so one was fun to watch. So run everyone through that one. So the, uh, the it started, so it's two different 12 minute segments, but 24 minutes to like combined time that's running. And it, the first part starts out with the shooting uh, carry kind of combo. So you will uh, carry an item, uh, Zerker carry, a heavy weight down and back. Maybe it was like 30 meters total, 15 yeah. down, maybe maybe 40 meters total. And then you would shoot rifle pistol at specific distances. And then you would do that same thing with a front rack. And then that same thing with an overhead carry all at the same fat bar weight. Yep. Uh, and then whatever's left over after you finish the three iterations of shooting, you would have the rest of the 12 minutes to get bonus rounds of either Zerker carry, which were worth one point a length or an overhead carry worth two points a length. So we watched Michael overhead carry for a long time. For mm-hmm. six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> six minute max overhead carry. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. Um, and that, that became strategic because the next portion is all engine. There's no gun. You, you stage your rifle. You keep your handgun and mags on you, but you stage your rifle. And then it's max it's an am ramp of bar facing burpee and a single side suitcase a suitcase farmer yeah. carry mm-hmm. and like i think mine was at a 145 or 155 which is fucking heavy um but it's 12 minutes of burpees and carries yeah it's the 12 minute part that's that's rough like it's just non-stop go we had a little bit of a break because yeah we she got went, to take alternate I went, she yeah. went i went yep I think the problem with that one for us is we were the first team to go. Mm. And so, like, I just don't think the judges knew 100% what the actual workout was. Oh, they was. for sure didn't. Yeah, we didn't know how it was go- going to go. Like, mm. I left my mags. I had to run back and get yeah. them. Yeah. Like, there, we had a, some holdups. But we still got, what did we get on that one? Like, fifth place? I think so. We yeah, still did well. Yeah. And we didn't even get to the overhead carry. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because you had, had to double up your work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they yeah. gave you that, like, whatever the extra time you had after you finished, yeah. you used that to get your bonus points. Yeah. And when with partners, you had you both had to do each equal section. amount. Yeah. So yeah. It, and if it took me six minutes, then it took both of you six minutes each, which yeah. is 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So they said, like, you know, for teams, sorry, guys, you're probably not going to have as, you know, as much time. Yeah. So, and it's a, it could so this is kind of what both me and Mark both thought of. Uh, when we were talking about it yesterday yeah. was like, man, I really wish consumerism came second oh, yeah, or commerce <laughs> came second to like conceptualism, which is like, I, w- I want a conceiving of an idea that really tests people and puts them in this space where they can have an experience. And that's like, that's what Mark was so good at with like taking gym training and make you like have a weird experience inside a gym because he can be like, oh, I'm going to like put this here and then this here and this will like trick you to go deeper than you normally would. And then you're inside your head, which is the important thing. Um, I wish it was more about that. This, a lot of this stuff is very pedestrian. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that people don't realize the small changes that happen every day. Like the longer that I work for myself, the more strange I feel with my friends that work in certain companies because your perspective gets changed. Yeah. And so when, when consumption or profit or mm-hmm. selling is the number one goal, it does change how you think or create. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and you can see that in these types of bigger events. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to make it big. And you do kind of want this stuff to take off. But you can already see, like, just based off of the amount of people that signed up, there's like 200 athletes or 197 or something total. Yeah. Or at least that finished. Uh, I think there was 200. You essentially, they have to have 12-minute segments, mm-hmm. right? That's because they have to flow people through it a certain way. And this is exactly what happened with CrossFit when it got bigger and they had these bigger events and more people and more things. The time to train, the time to like test somebody whittled down to very short efforts and they just tried to make them insanely hard to make them exciting yeah. and you got rid of anything that was outside of the magnitude of like 11 minutes or something just because they have a, a flow that they need to Which facilitate is, i feel like i do really well at like the 50 minute mark oh yeah like, exactly give yeah. me some grunt work for mm-hmm. 50 minutes completely i will thrive completely it's the first thing i said is like <clears throat> i wish all of these events were tripled with the amount of work that was involved into it just because that would get that would into awful. something that <laughs> It kind of would, but it it really wouldn't. It would start testing people about like when they're, you can't, your grip doesn't really break down until like the 20 minute mark. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the, the long, the long workout, which was 24 minutes. um, (laughs) Quote unquote. Yeah. It was only 24 minutes. um, I was sprinting my burpees, which means it wasn't really that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Well, I don't, I mean. You have to pace it correctly, but you're yeah. not going to see if people know how to pace. It's not going to ever be that different. Well, even even the run wasn't taking that long, but yeah. I am actually glad that we didn't have a super long ruck because I think it would have messed me up. Yeah. Oh, plus her ankle would be a disaster. That, yeah. yeah, I just said like we lucked out. There's just stuff to look at ahead of time to be like, are they trying to deliver an experience, and does that help people? Uh, push uh, a sport or effort or rise to a new level or is it the commodification of exercise yeah and that that's really kind of what i think that's I'm afraid a of. really great way of looking at it and and what i did miss out of the team was the ability for each team to communicate and talk to it and, uh-huh. and make a plan for how they were going to execute it yeah because instead you were told like you have to split like you have to each mm-hmm. do both things. Yeah, yeah. We, yep. we actually did. We yep. would we would go into it with a plan, yep. and then we would get the brief, and the, they would exactly. say, "Oh no, you you both have to do this, or you yeah. you can't split this up." It, but they were also a little bit wishy washy with it too, because mm-hmm. they would tell you no for one thing, and then you know the the third heat would go, and they say, "Oh yeah, you know it was overruled. Like now we're doing this." So yeah. Yeah. I think they were just not didn't have things really figured out. Yeah, and For I was sure. like, what bitchy male team is complaining about this when <laughs> us, it's the only female team. Exactly. <laughs> can't do this one little like modification. Exactly. And that's but. like having missing that team communication or that team planning or, or learning one another's strengths. Uh, I missed getting to witness that. It was fun to watch the physicality and then watch the slowing down and precision and going back and forth between those. I don't know how you speed up the metronome and then slow it back down again. That was really beautiful to get to watch. Uh, but I certainly missed the ability to watch teams, uh, watch, also judge yeah. uh, teams <laughs> and how they executed different things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's a weird one. It is. I mean, to be fair, it's like probably one of the most fun competitions that I've done. It, so like the criticism isn't that it's bad or it's yeah. it's like it's a, 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 for sure a positive experience and the vibe is very good. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like competing in CrossFit in Europe where everybody gets along and everybody's like kind of friendly. Mm-hmm. And even if you're competitive with somebody, you're you're like, oh, cool, they're doing good. So I'll have to do better. And there's like this like 
there's this positive inflection to competition. And when you got into the United States, when it got, when any sport gets bigger, it gets very like cutthroat mm -hmm. depending on the culture you come from. And, and American culture is pretty cutthroat to begin with. So it's lots of bitching about yeah. this and that person did this and, Oh, look, they're doing that. And you're like, it, it just like changes mm -hmm. the mood of it directly. When in essence, you're like, there's like, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percentage of people that are into fitness and guns and they're here and that should be like a high five and, for everybody mm, yeah. and everyone's pretty stoked yeah yeah for sure. it was wonderful to see yeah that was actually really cool to see everybody supporting each other everyone mm -hmm. was really nice yeah we would be standing around mm -hmm. and people would come up and talk to you or you would strike up a conversation yeah. and one of the weird things i thought that happened was you would have to judge the yep. heat that was after you. Mm -hmm. I get it. Like they yep. just didn't have enough volunteers, totally. but I just never been to a competition where, sure. you know, that was the case. But I actually think it was cool because you yep. would encourage that yep. team, yep. you know, and, and help them along and they would do the same for you. So it wasn't like you weren't, you were competing against each other, but it wasn't a, it was, it was, um, a friendly competition. Well, yeah. all, all yeah. of it's going to be kind of self dictated anyway, right? Like, it's not like a basketball game where I'm going to like hit the ball out of somebody's hands and that would give me an advantage. Like CrossFit with, I don't understand CrossFit contention to begin with anyway, <laughs> because the only thing you can do is fuck with people psychologically which should be just outperform them and that fucks with them psychologically. There's other things you can do Well, super mess with people, but there's nothing that like takes away, like the guy that I was probably closest to in points was the person that I, he would be in my lane and he would be my judge after. And yeah. every single time he'd be like, okay, here's how I did yep. it, but I think I could do this. And I'm like, yeah. okay, how do you think this matches up? And he'd be like, well, I wouldn't do this or I would try that and I messed this up. And he would try to fix things so that I could do better. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you want that? That, I mean, that was so incredible to watch. And it was, he was, he also had a 90s kids cartoon patch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Him and Michael both had 90s cartoons. What was patch. his? He had his a was, Ninja um, Turtle. Ninja Turtles. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Okay. It was so good. And he would, he would compete and then he'd turn around and then he would give that information to Michael and Michael would use it uh, for him. And then Michael would turn around and then he would judge slash coach slash be there for the next person in the next wave. And it was this really beautiful wave or braid to like watch happening. Yeah. That was significantly different from the couple that we had to. I know. That I know. We had to judge afterwards. <laughs> I know. The coaching was more like, please don't point your gun at me. Yes. Yeah. You're talking, please keep your finger off please your finger don't, right Please now. don't. That point is your gun the at me. only time I was nervous about that was when you all had to judge the group after I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was some egregious yeah. lack of gun discipline. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Only yeah. if, like most people were okay. That being said, <laughs> as bad as like some stuff that you said, like <clears throat> it wasn't, it wasn't you know, going down to discount guns and ammo on a general weekend and being like, oh Jesus gosh. Christ. Completely. It, yeah. it was at least some discipline. It was, I was impressed that nobody got shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, everybody, yeah, sure. everybody was... probably got flagged, but nobody oh, yeah. got shot. Definitely. It was like this total opposite that we would watch the individuals compete. And it was like, just like this passing of information. And then Aaron and Cinnamon would go and then they'd have to judge. And then we'd all just cross our fingers. Like yeah. Godspeed ladies. <laughs> there was one this point, is the hardest part. Pray for me. There was one point where Mark was like, okay, how much do you want to bet that she's going to run our direction, pointing her rifle straight at us? And I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> and sure, shit enough, she did. She, oh, did. Yeah, she did. And I was over there with the match, you know, director in our lane and he he yelled at her as she was running like let's not point 
your muzzle at people, <sighs> point it down, and, and she didn't. Yeah. I yeah. just looked over at him. I said, these two are a shit show. Yeah. And he just nodded. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's the other kind of funny cultural aspect is how much shit, we t- said this the very like right when we showed up to sign up, I was like, all these people have new shit. Like, yeah, my shit does not look. Everybody's shit was like sparkling fucking new, yeah. and you're like, have they used it yet? Yeah. And I think by watching people interact around guns, you can definitely say no, they didn't really use it all together. And I think what it's the byproduct of a culture that doesn't have, you don't have access generally to places where you can run, shoot a gun, do fitness. Uh, And a, a, it's a logistical nightmare to have more than one person doing it at a time. But Mm -hmm. you really, it shows how driven you have to be in order to put those circumstances together so you can actually prepare for it properly. And it's one thing we're lucky with having like BLM land so close Mm -hmm. and you know, Mark, Bless his soul, because I lost one of his targets. <laughs> but right. he got tar- he Brandon built him a bunch of targets, and so we have a lot of the stuff. And you have access, obviously, mm-hmm. to like good ranges, qu- and you can kind of do this stuff. Um, to me, it was like I could be highly critical and like tear those people apart, but you're like, man, they, it's usually just an access thing, yeah. and they don't know or they're not motivated enough. And I think the same thing was true of gyms. 20 years ago you, yeah. people didn't have access to bumper plates and equipment that they could drop therefore people were getting hurt because they didn't know how to like disengage from a, a thing uh because they're afraid of hurting equipment and i think that like when you go use your stuff i understand that the most important thing is you know this trigger discipline and muzzle direction and understanding you you know your 180 rules stuff like that and also not giving a fuck about the gun. Like if I drop it, don't try to grab it in the middle of the air. Drop it. Yep. Sl- like mm-hmm. let it go. Uh, that that kind of thing reminded me of learning how to lift weights properly. Well, that it's like access. It's like land access mm-hmm. or gym access or yep. or the tools. And also one of the most special things of watching you all prepare for this competition was the resources of people that you had ahead of time in your training process. So there was like. Yeah. It was incredible to mm-hmm. witness. I mean, I don't really shoot guns. I mean, you know, I've shot the shotgun a couple times. I was more, I was more concerned to be paparazzi. That was just to yeah. get a Montana driver's license. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to document. But it was so special to watch uh, at different points throughout this training cycle um, just how you handled the tools or handled the guns and who would be there teaching you along the way. It was really special. Dude, I immediately, it's kind of phenomenal because I was really worried about it with Aaron because I'm kind of like, new people and guns. Like, I'm not so good that I'm I'm still trying to like learn like certain rules and be very disciplined about it, but I'm getting better. And I was like, oh man, I hope Aaron doesn't like not pay attention. And it was like the first things that she picked up on were really good. What I think we we have named gun manners. Yes. Like her gun etiquette is fucking on point. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm over swinging my gun around my finger. I'm like, is this still cool, guys? Am I Clint is Eastwood? Good etiquette? Am I Clint Eastwood? I saw yet? this in a Clint Eastwood movie. Cha 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 cha. It's true. I mean, I don't even know what you guys use in like when you're training inside and you're and you're incorporating the fitness, the athletic side mm-hmm. of it with the precision side of it. It was. Really really special to watch that etiquette and granted it's not like you have it's not um a loaded with 
real ammunition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, you still practice the same sort of etiquette. And it was so, sp- I mean, there I am just spinning on the bike watching you guys. <laughs> uh, and it was really incredible to see. Yeah. I think when you don't have a lot of friends, the most important thing is don't kill them accidentally. I think that's a brilliant <laughs> rule. I love this plan. I, uh, right? Yeah. It's a so, friendly fire. Yeah. I think <laughs> I was so afraid to start shooting a gun. Like, I was afraid to just hold it and, yeah. like, pull the trigger that um all of the safety stuff really like hit home for me completely um and it was really cool because i had uh what do we call them no less than 16 coaches no yeah yeah (laughs) about 16 coaches is what you i had an un unable to name person come in and help me uh, you know, literally start from the bottom. Yep. Oh, you're talking knowledge. about your gun concierge. Yes. yes. Yeah. He was so awesome. So He's good. so patient um, to put up with me for that long. <laughs> but uh, here's but, the weird thing about the discipline thing. Like it, it, people don't realize, I think they want to get, this goes with almost everything that you can learn. If you get the safety down first, you have so much more freedom in the other direction. Because yes. people trust you. Yep. They want to mm-hmm. be around you. This is no different in jujitsu. If you prove that you're not going to hurt somebody, they will invite you into the better groups and you'll get better quicker. Yep. And you'll you'll just like understand things better. And I think gun culture is the same thing. Like I don't if I don't have to worry about somebody fucking flagging me, I would wanna I wanna shoot with that person or at yeah. least like share ideas. Yeah. But the second you see somebody doesn't know how to point a gun or how to manipulate it correctly or they're not taking it seriously, you're like, We're done here. Like yeah. mm-hmm. this this is like the end of this interaction with this person. Yeah. I mean oh, they completely. they sent people home for that. Yeah, yeah they did. Did yeah. they really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they did. Good. I yeah. think they got three people the first day. Okay. Yeah. Who That's- um they might have. I don't think it was an AD. Maybe somebody AD'd, but they AD'd like they. Ooh, really? Yeah, it was not like it, they're doing their clearing protocol, and I think they shot either the ground instead of the berm, uh-huh. and they were like very clear about not pointing it towards the ground and shooting because you usually have barricades in front of you. Yeah, and you shoot a barricade in front of you, and that's super fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody AD'd, but. Maybe not. Kirk said someone did last year, and he oh, had to go he had to disqualify him, and he, yeah. he felt bad. But he's like, it's the rules; it yeah. makes people pay attention. Yep. I I think the biggest key to working with guns is safety. Like yeah. that is oh, the yeah. number one fundamental. <laughs> That's the first yeah. thing that you any anywhere you go, no matter you know who yep. who teaches you, even like getting your hunter's license. Mm-hmm. Like all they talk about is gun safety. Safety. Yep. Yeah. So. I think not only does it invite others to bring you bring you into their circle to to feel trusting and comfortable around you and with guns but you have to feel safe and comfortable with your own self and handling the weapon yep. in order to start doing those manipulations because you can tell when somebody isn't because they're they're afraid of the gun yeah, in yeah, their yeah. hand you can tell that they're they yeah. haven't they haven't gotten to that point yet and it takes a while yeah. and so the same thing I notice is with people with raw meat. When people handle raw meat, like oh, it's like so like it's like a, a thing of sickness or disease. You're like, what do you what do you what do you think is what you're about to eat, and what do you think like the cooking process does 
exactly that saves you from your like disgust of holding it. Granted, chicken is gross, but like, and it like feels gross or whatever, but it's, it's just to get in there. It's therapeutic. Exactly. But this is because uh, like, (laughs) here's, here's where I'll draw like the connection that I think she's like, when I touch meat, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to feed me. This looks so good. This is going to taste good. I'm going to feel good eating it. And if I don't have a connection to how this thing benefits me and mm. what it actually does to me, you 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 get like a, a like a I don't know what to describe it as kind of like a repulsive like ah, I have to I have to a touch fear. the raw meat before I get the thing that I want. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that person probably drinks Coca Cola. Like they they just have like <laughs> no they have like no actual relationship with the thing that they're doing. And I see guns the same way. They, I see what you're saying. Like they grab the gun and they're kind of like. I have mittens on when I hold it. And you're like, no, hold it like it's fucking worth something. And because it's like once you grab it and you can control it. But I think it's subconsciously acknowledging that I don't know how to control this. Therefore, I don't want responsibility. And that responsibility is a separation between your body and the thing that you're handling. And as soon as you accept it, like I'm in charge of this thing. If something goes wrong, Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for it. This is also the same thing. Like, man, I don't really care how good you are with a gun. Good to me is... You're not gonna. You might not hit that. You know the intended precise target that you want as fast as you want, or under the time domain that you want, or whatever. But you're not gonna hit, not hit the wrong, right person or whatever the mm-hmm. thing is where you're like, <laughs> yeah. can you not hit somebody? And if you cannot shoot somebody on accident, you're a good gun handler. Yeah, they don't care if you can hit the target. Just don't hit your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of five hundred rounds, I probably hit. <laughs> seven to ten targets that's okay you didn't but hit cinnamon, your friend cinnamon is fine <laughs> cinnamon's here <laughs> fucking cinnamon yes exactly i'm also super grateful for you and duke for teaching me <laughs> as much as you guys taught me sorry was, we can't mention names sometimes i know it yeah. was it was a lot of fun i i told you before i say it again <clears throat> I think you have a you have a natural mm-hmm. talent. I don't know if you're one of those people who like you just pick things up really I do. easily. Yeah, <laughs> I, yes, I, don't I do. Know. No, no, I, I, I think don't. <laughs> I think you absorb information really well, and so I think when you were being with shooting, I can say I'm like Michael. Are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> you were listening. I could tell. Yeah. Like whenever we were working with you, mm-hmm. you were in you came with intention you were listening you were, you were trying the things yeah and a lot of people aren't aren't real don't really do that to the to the level that you were and I think that's how why you picked things up so quickly and and I think if if you continue on that path I think you will get really good I think it helps to have a goal like Michael's been shooting for a long time and I've never had I've never had the desire to learn or get better um, or even go with. But as soon as I had a goal it, and I knew that I needed to be good so that I didn't let you down, <laughs> yeah. then I needed to get better. You know, yeah. I didn't want to get out there and feel like an idiot or feel un- unsafe. Right. Yeah. So I think it's the listening. And I think also what you were able to do is is overcome that. F- people have a fear of being a beginner, mm-hmm. especially as we like yeah. go throughout life. And we're like, yeah, but, you know, I have all this experience in all these different realms, but if we're afraid to walk into a different arena. Yeah. Whereas 
for some people, and it's really beautiful to see they have an attraction to that continued learning or like there's still so much out there to experience. And so what? So I'm not amazing at this immediately day one, which means there's that listening. The other cool thing about it, and again, I'll go back to the people, is like you were able to learn this process. You were able to learn um, gun management and safety and respect. And also you got to interact with all these different people in different ways. You talk about your gun concierge. I mean, that's like a really special relationship to have built over the past couple of months. Uh, and to get to witness that through these different teachers or through, through with your partner, Cinnamon. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was also really cool. Um, as soon as I said that I wanted to get into gun stuff, yeah. Black Rifle Coffee was like, we have no less than 400 people that want to teach you right now. Exactly. It was like everyone, it was like a parade down the street. Like, we want to help. Let's yeah. be a part of this. And I'm like, guys, I can't. Like, I can't handle this. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> this is like a bad porn. Like, this is too much for me. <laughs> too many. Too many. Too many. Nine is a lot. Nine is a the lot. Wu- so guys, this is not weird. <laughs> even if i ate nine cinnamon rolls you'd be like what the fuck is wrong with what, 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 what would you do different if you could go back i would skip lunch and skip. <laughs> i'd for sure I skip, skip lunch, lunch. <laughs> I, it, that's the other thing it's like the like anything that is <clears throat> anything that's like a hobbyist sport or even something like this where guns are such a weird interaction with people's careers and livelihood. Yeah. It's a, I think I really liked how Evan from black rifle described it. Cause people would be like black rifle coffee. That's such a weird name. And he goes, no, when you're like in this space of warfare or you're a professional soldier, he's like, this is the symbol of your livelihood, yeah. right? Like this is, this is what represents your ability to go home. So that's like, if I use this tool and I understand this tool and I appreciate this tool and I respect it and I use it to the best of my ability, it it gets me home. And therefore, it's a it's a conduit to like, you know, in lack of a better term, like your loved ones. Oh, yeah. This gets me to the yeah. people that I want to be around. And therefore, it's like this feature. And so you have strong opinions all over the place um, because then you have people that are against these things. For and then sure. you have mm-hmm. people that are you know, um, infatuated by these things. And they build almost like, I mean, kind of semi stomach turning impulses toward like, it's almost like a fetish. They fetishize guns and the act of violence. So you're like, you're trying to navigate this world where, where both sides are fucking disgusting to me. So sometimes you go to a gun course and halfway through you go to a crystal shop. <laughs> uh, do you want to ask how we prepared for the tactical yeah. game? How did you guys prepare for the tactical games? Well, we, we a- turned our phones off so no one would text us. Perfect. <laughs> and then we went to brunch and then we went crystal shopping. I love this. <laughs> so we... we so Blair, when we she came down to shoot pictures at Ian's thing... Uh, <laughs> and Ian's gun course the, yeah, yeah, yeah Ian's yep. gun course it was cool it was the first one I've ever done it was like the first formal training they've ever had it was it was wild how much I was like oh this is so much cooler than I thought it was going to be I was really afraid of the uh, cosplay triots that mm-hmm. show up and they have like 
you know, night vision goggles on and shit. And I was like, it's Wait, not that that's they, an option. It's, Wait not a minute. That, it's not that they didn't show up. It's that I was like, okay, the people teaching it understand the same thing that I do. Yeah. And that we both kind of have just like a giggle. It's like going to a CrossFit class and seeing knee socks and sleeves and all the gear. And you're oh, like, that's funny. You yeah. can't buy your way out of inability. Yeah. But was, people like, really do try. Yeah, they do. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I tried, I, we're all guilty of it, but yeah. we were going, um, I think, uh, essentially there was a lunch break and we're all kind of tired and we're like we want to find some good food yeah right like that like i don't want to go get like fucking like ninja Subway. japanese yeah, yeah. ninja, yeah. ninja exactly. steakhouse I, don't, I want something edible and you're like oh there's this like <laughs> kind of <laughs> healthy yeah. shop and i think it was something gingers yeah something it was gingers it was like a health store and blair says and like oh we have to go there yeah so I was like, oh, I want kind of like a, a green drink and yeah. a sprouted turkey sandwich or so something. We get like grass wheat shots. And yeah. <laughs> and then I like look upstairs and I'm like, oh, shit, they have a crystal shop upstairs. <laughs> and we are so fucking excited. We're, We're like, oh, so shit. excited for the crystal <laughs> shop. Like, Magical items. Yeah. And I, was like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about. I don't know. I like rocks and shit. I like, yeah. like incense and weird burners and dumb little handmade things that have like, I don't know wings painted on them yeah, it's like yeah. this stupid thing and i found that really good pie dish that i got you yeah. that said you've been poisoned it's that, so good that's michael we, is a feminist <laughs> exactly yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah so we bought you know crystals we, and we stuff. all got crystals we all got <laughs> magical rocks and uh -huh. gifts for our friends and then we went back to this course and they're like what'd you guys do and we're like we went to a crystal we shop. went to a crystal shop and bought like magical items and they're like <laughs> and they just kind of laughed at us like we were joking and, and we're, we're like, like no do you want to see my tarot cards <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're down at st george and we get breakfast and it was less than i do every meal well not every meal the first meals that we had while we're down in southern utah were fucking terrible yeah. mostly my fault i'll admit that but it was called Ninja Steakhouse. I had to go. Like, I, I asked five times, are you sure? I couldn't not Are go. you sure? They I offered after we sat down. Like, hey, it's not too late, guys. I we know, can leave. I didn't hear that. Cinnamon we were, coming cinnamon. in. Cinnamon. Yeah. We Damn it. Looking out for everyone. <laughs> so we eat breakfast the next day. It was like the day before the competition or whatever. And we eat breakfast and we're like, it wasn't that good. It yeah. was like man th this place is really downhill but while i was parking the car i saw this magical shop Jealous. with all sorts of weird rocks in the window and it's like word yeah i'm for sure getting a pendant or some kind of protection crystal or some kind of i don't know we ended up buying we bought yeah. like a hundred dollars worth of yeah. rocks god your you rocks are so cool do you know what this is this is the secret to athleticism i agree yeah crystal shop and and when michael's vest was light i'm like okay that's he's He's light by about one crystal, <laughs> one bar, and maybe a tampon. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't go for that, but I think it would have worked. <laughs> my obelisk. I put my obelisk, a a, a bear bells bar, yeah. and a maxi pad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I you did get a pendant, though. I want the geriatric version of a menstrual cycle. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying. It's like obvious, it. right? I get it. No. <laughs> oh, man. And when we finally came to watch the first event of day one, I went up to Aaron and Cinnamon. I was like, all right, guys. We went back to the Airbnb and I grabbed your tie-dye crystal. 
for you to hold before this this event. (laughs) And so I pulled it out of my fanny pack. I was like, I brought this for you guys. That's probably the only reason why we did okay. Feel the power. Yeah. I wanted to just walk into registration with my handful of rocks and just start blowing it at people. Exactly. I got just this, to see what people would do. I got this power pendant. I got a, a rune. I got the tear rune. Yeah, you which, got a Norse rune. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I read it and said victory. I'm like, mine. Yep. You did do well. Yeah. Okay. Big time. It was because <laughs> of the pendant. It was because of my pendants, because of my crystal magical powers. So, exactly. So when I told Kirk what we did all day, because he texted me at like 4.45 a.m. Yeah, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm specifically not doing anything like that today. No, I yeah. want to clear my aura, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know where I'm going to get some sage? sage, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sa- I'm smudging the course. Exactly. <laughs> um, He didn't believe me. <laughs> yeah. He just like shrugged it off. Like he had no idea what I was talking about. Do you about. know what my favorite part about this is? Is people might think that we're joking. We're not. That's the best part. <laughs> Especially because if you if you label this, if you title this like the gun episode, the, gun. the kinds of people that will listen to it, this would be Too fantastic. Too bad all of our crystal friends miss out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they don't know how we're repping them right now. But they'll Too, tune in. They'll yeah. tune in. They'll, they'll tune in. Yeah. Tune in. They know. They'll feel That's the art. They'll feel the energy. Exactly. This is a loving podcast with positivity. It is. Yeah. No, we still have to do our face masks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a recovery plan. That is a great recovery plan. Between all after like, all the dirt, all the dirt, you guys yes. need them. So I brought everybody their own sheet mask. <laughs> so they're tie dye gold or metallic butterflies. This is this is what I want to do in like a space like this is take the culture and just say fuck that and kick it over oh and, like, i so agree put our own thing in and be like yeah i'm cool with feathers yeah like, and guns <laughs> exactly like, to be in these different worlds i think is so it's actually a gift but it, it's like it's a skill to be able to navigate these totally you know opposite cultures this is like exactly what mark and i talked on the ride home from it i'm like god it's so cool like that you can go to a gun gun competition and feel really comfortable or walk into a crystal shop and feel really comfortable (laughs) or walk into any sort of gym and feel really comfortable but that's also because you don't make the thing your identity you are you yeah yeah. yeah. and you like to explore these different things or experience these different things or train for them or or push yourself to compete and overcome but it's still it's not you no you're you no, nope. yeah. and all of these things just amplify what you want to be. Yes, right. Like they—they're just like tools that help you. Whether you're talking about Sage and Palo Santo or something, or you're talking about an AR-15, you're like, they just help you focus. Sometimes yeah. they're all just like they're all are kind of the same thing. They're—they all have to do with intention and trying to have an experience of some sort. Yep. Some of them have lots of colors related to them and other substances, and other ones are just you know fun yeah. to destroy things. <laughs> It was a good mix. It was a yeah. good mix. I think um, it wasn't extreme on either end. And and like sometimes when you take yourself or take a thing so seriously, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. I feel like we were able to have a good time throughout the whole thing. Or sometimes yeah. when you make it so serious, you don't realize that you're actually just walking the walls in closer to you and you don't you limit your experience versus when when you can open up to what is there, what is within, mm-hmm. then these walls aren't closing in around you on how it has to be. Yeah. 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 Well, you take anything, like any kind of competition will have kind of its roots and then the culture that kind of comes yeah. around that roots or whatever the, the event or thing that you're participating in. And 
that might be helpful to start designating certain things, but it becomes harmful yes. eventually because it's super, it, it really limits the expression of it. Yep. And you're like, there's not anything that isn't affected. We're affected by that in the gym space by having people come in and train here. They, if we think this is the idea and we keep it that idea and we never move outside of that, then it's, it's going to be stagnant. It's yep. going to be stale. And then we'll be our, we'll be actually just making fun of ourselves in the future for like, mm -hmm. yeah. oh, remember when we thought this was the only way to do yeah. it? What was your favorite part of the competition? The like crystals. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have like a single moment. I think it was overall an overall feeling of being there and not like do, doing our best and feeling really good about it. Yeah. Like not having any pressure like that felt. And that was something that like I felt throughout the whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was so profound for me because I had stressed about it so much prior to that. Yeah. And then I got there, I was like, okay, like let's have fun and let's do our best. And we did well for being two only females, you know, and for sure it was, it was a new experience. I mean, I thought I I, I do wish it was a little bit more of a team effort. Mm -hmm. um, but I still felt like connected to you when we were shooting. It just was for sure. It was a little different than what I had expected. But I think for me, that was the biggest kind of takeaway and the the best part about it was just to be able to do something together and like know that okay this was this was good this was a good experience because i was worried too because i didn't i wanted to make sure that um there was no pressure on your side either yeah you know i put a lot of pressure on myself but i think i let it go before and i'm like i i literally have no idea what's going on completely Zero so folks yeah <laughs> and so yeah. like I, we got done with every event and i was like that was really fun. Like, Good. Yeah. man, yeah. I wish we could do that one again. That was fun. I think I'd do it this God, way. God, that was what I was pissed about, yeah. that I couldn't redo some stuff. Yeah, of and course. at the end of CrossFit competitions, I'm like, everyone everyone around me, mark my words, I'm never fucking doing this ever again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that is a difference. You know, yeah. there's a big yeah. difference in those two head spaces. Oh, that was like the most enjoyable part of getting to witness this whole thing yeah. was how much you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and you would go and do these physical efforts and then you'd have to do the shooting or you'd be learning, you know, um, what a gun competition, shooting competition <laughs> looks like, you know, uh -oh. All right, let's see how this goes. <laughs> and it was so cool to have that, that freedom of try and freedom of, of what is possible without thinking it needs to look a certain way. Mm hmm. And then for you guys to walk away from every event and feel good about it and have, feel good about the experience was awesome to witness. But it's so, do you know what's one of the strangest things to me that it's like, it shouldn't go understated, but maybe it will. Yeah. Um, there was just something that was never said directly. Yeah. It was just something that happens like, Mark is an accomplished shooter. Yeah. Right. He never said one word. If we had a question, he would be there and yep. he would answer it, but he never told us what to do. Yeah. He never gave his opinion. I was like, the amount of restraint and the amount <laughs> like to see how shitty we're doing things. But he's like, it's important for us to like figure it out. I can't even like acknowledge how like 
what an inspiring thing that is to to know what he knows. Yep. Like, I know what he knows. Yep, totally. I also didn't want to, like, bother him with stupid gun questions. Well, one, he'd be stoked anything. at those stupid gun questions. I know he would, but yeah, I also, I I also kind of wanted to, like, well, let me show figure that. Figure it can, out. Let me show that I can figure some yep. stuff out, and then your answer will make more sense. Because I think his answer would be above my understanding. Is that I the qu- that. equivalent of when people are like, I'm going to start training, and then I'll come to the gym? I was going to say uh, that earlier when you were talking about safety. Because I'm like, man, I got to get good before I ask Mark for help. Kind of. But it's also like I've. okay. so here's the the thing that I compared it to Uh, in jujitsu. When you have a a question on a problem and you ask the best person at the place, that's the wrong person to ask. They're so far away from you and your understanding that a lot of the times, unless you know how to ask something very, very specific, which means, you know, a lot they don't know how to answer it because they're like, ah, well, they don't want to give you the wrong answer, but it's also such a complex thing because you you don't know enough to know how general your question is. So you you ask a question, but you ask the person that's just barely better than you. I like to ask the worst person so that I feel better about my skills. That's <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, that person's an idiot. I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> just ask Skipper in the wave behind you guys. <laughs> No, and I completely agree with that. Very much so. And also, there aren't many people that Mark loves more than you all. And and having gone and shot with him was such a wonderful experience, and he is such a great teacher. Well, one, just being there for that, I'll just ping pong around. Being there that weekend and getting to see you all, like he was just so happy to be there and that you all would take this this type of competition on in the learning process. Um was a very powerful and positive experience for him and when when you want to go shoot with uh, the photographer <laughs> is there a red dot i can move around that took me a yeah. while to figure out on the cameras <laughs> should put a reticle in your viewfinder yeah. so what we what, need a multi-cam yeah we need, we need a multi-cam, multi-cam. <laughs> what <laughs> try three lenses <laughs> um, so when that happens and you guys are learning from Mark, then I'll ask y'all questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's, that's just kind of like when somebody asks me a question about something that I just learned, it's really good for me because then I have to like figure out, oh, okay, what do I know about this and what will be helpful? Right. What, it's what I made people do in the class the other day. I don't know if you guys were there. Oh, you guys weren't there for that. On a, like last Monday, because uh, I was talking to somebody about this and I was like, yeah, I used to do this a lot, but I haven't done it for a while. So I like, hey, Devin, I want you to show Brittany how to clean and she's just going to do exactly what you tell her. Totally. And then you guys are going to switch roles and then you can start to notice what language people use. But what I get from is like, oh, that's how they're thinking about it. That's wrong. I need to like help them awesome, get actually. over that thing. This is one of the many reasons that I love to, well, I don't even want to say train here but it's get to experience here and experience you all here because there is thought and intention and heart behind it. So you think that you're doing one thing, right? Like you, they think that they're teaching somebody, but actually you're listening to them to see how you can better provide or help yeah. them in their process. That And sometimes I get, I learn like, Oh, oh yeah, that's a good cue. Actually. When you yeah. think about like Rachel said this because you know, Rachel overthinks like we do, <laughs> but she said something like, okay, what you're going to do. And it, like, there's a lot of fluff because I've never you know, instructed, but it's like, you're going to get a past your knees. And then when you get it up to here, you're going to lift the bar with your hips. You're lifting it with your hips, not your arms. And I was like, 
That's actually dead accurate. Yeah, Rachel. Like, I like that. Like, I'm going to probably steal that. Yeah. And also, it shows me that she understands the yeah. lift. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. therefore, we can, like, go from there. So when you're like, should I ask Mark? I'm like, man, I, I, he, you've never been to his gun closet. I went to his gun closet, and I was like, what the fuck, man? This is not what I imagined. So we went to, like, go see. He used to reload his own ammo. And, yeah. like... He had the, he's like, oh, check this notebook out. And it's all ballistic informations from each round he loaded and the velocities and the feet per second. And he tracked every round that he shot for such a long time to be able to get the weights right and the the grain right. Yep. And then he reloaded. Nerd. Yeah, nerd alert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was not a gun in sight. It was all very like technical <laughs> information and different powders and where this primer came from. Yep. And I was like, I'm not asking him a fucking thing. This totally. is why my guns malfunction and Mark's don't probably. <laughs> no, they don't. And th- this is a question we had because he watched me building guns and he's like, oh, cool. Yeah, right on. And then he'd see me do some stuff. and He's like, okay. He didn't say don't do it, but then the gun stopped working and he'd be like, okay, have you tried this? Have you done that? He still didn't tell me what the problem is. And then I finally like had to go to Steve and Steve was like, all right, here's the problem. It's like, the market that says this will make your gun better is looking at the thing that you're buying as an isolated piece that you're putting on the gun and it's meant to be stock. He's like, so let's go back to how they build a gun from the factory. They start with the ammunition that it's going to shoot and you go, Oh fuck. That's why you know all of that. That's why you know all of that data Mm -hmm. because he built his gun off the ammo he's shooting Yeah, because that is the consistent thing. So they go like, Steve was like, what ammo do you have access to all the time? And you're like, I don't. And they're like, okay, so we need a factory gun. We need you as close to factory as possible because it has the most tolerance for different kinds of ammunition. But you want the pretty gun that looks cool and it like, oh, fucking super speed top secret gun that was like nine grand. He's like, you can't. You can shoot that thing and it'll feel really good, but you have to buy this ammo to do it. And if you don't, the gun doesn't work and then you get mad. And it was like, fuck you. So I'm flashing a... back to where I was having dinner when this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. So now, but now, that, I'm not that patient. But that opened up such a good dialogue to understanding like what it is you're doing. The fact, like, we do the same thing with people, we just don't realize it. Oh, or so much so. People come in and they're like, okay, what exercises should I do? And we're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they're like, how are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are you? And they're like, well, duh. duh. Why do why don't you just tell me oh, what to do? Corn dogs. And I love corn dogs. I know, I do too. Sorry, and- that was a bad example. <laughs> uh, corn dogs but, and grilled cheese sandwiches. And there and we also know the power of learning things for ourselves, right? Yeah. So like I mean, I've coached people before for endurance events and 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 known that they and have let them go to other coaches, mm-hmm. of course, because let's learn from as many as possible, and also known that they were going to go way over the red line, that they yeah. were going to blow up and they were going to overdo it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to let them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, because I mean, I've done that. I've, I, I mean, overtraining is one of my favorite hobbies. Yeah, <laughs> you right? know? over overtraining I, is my love language. Exactly, <laughs> one of them. Yes, yeah. and uh, and it's and it's easy to give that information to other people, and it's harder to apply it to ourselves. But like what you're saying about, of course, Mark did that. And of course, you do that with people here in the gym. And and part of that process is the power of learning it through experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because now you have those lessons. I will not do that again. That sucked when I did that. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was such a waste of time. And it was so frustrating. Time or money or injury. And then, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
It took me 10 years to learn how to not do that. It's hard. It's yeah. really hard. I haven't yet learned how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Over trains? Yeah. No, I, now I just don't train. I know. <laughs> Under train. And I go no, to I bed and I get a corn dog. I mean, <laughs> fitness wise, this was actually pretty interesting because we, we've been talking about like to plug the space program right now <laughs> let's do it yeah let's do I it because i love the space program Me so too. here's what i thought was interesting yes. uh because i put it in there originally like this is my this is my idea of what consistent sustainable training might look like yeah. the premise is built off of is it engaging interesting um does it does it does it develop curiosity and creativity yeah and if that is true I don't really care about the metrics around it, right? Yes. You have to learn the metrics and then you have to let them go. For sure. Yeah. And so the whole idea, this whole like couple of years that we've been doing it, I haven't competed while doing it. Yeah, I haven't competed in anything. No jujitsu, no anything. But I, I, I kind of know without proving it, I was like, man, I, I'm not as fit as I was when I was preparing for something specifically. For sure. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yep. Um, due to a couple different things. But this was like, I got me really worried because I'm like, man, I'm not in shape. And if I show up to a fitness slash gun competition and I don't even have fitness, I'm super fucked. But I trusted that the thing that we've been building through the space program, what was a, I'm not going to be injured. So that like mm-hmm. that gave me at least one of the most, uh, probably the biggest benefit was like some confidence in not being injured, which comes back to, you know, what Steve taught me or gun Steve. He, he was like, nothing matters more than reliability as if people say that and then they ditch it out the window but he's like if you get to a competition and you can't rely on your weapon or your tools Mm -hmm. you are going to miss the point of competition which is to use your brain to compete and you you know use your body and just use your training to express yourself and i think the same thing is true with training Mm -hmm. you could have the coolest training system on the planet written by you know Rich Froning Armstrong or whoever the fucking, (laughs) (laughs) and it could have like the super secret Navy Seal Ninja thing progression, and the secret for recovery is Ninja Steakhouse or whatever. (laughs) I knew it. But if you get hurt on it because it doesn't teach you to pay attention, it's irrelevant. Uh, I so massively agree with it, and it's one of like the things I really enjoyed about first coming here. Mm is that you all would, wouldn't tell the weight to use, mm-hmm. right? And so then it's like this whole learning process of what movement are we doing? Mm-hmm. How does my body feel when I move that? And it's such a self-ownership process, which I feel like is a lot of what the space program is, mm-hmm. is an ownership process of self. Uh, it was a really incredible experience. I that It's like, well, what I'm aiming for is trying to get people to like feel what they should do. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like different for me as being somebody who overthinks everything to do yeah. to come back to be like, what should I do today? And I'm like, man, I'm really not feeling that I'm going to change it immediately. And yep. does it make that big a difference? Not in the long run. No. Now, if I change it consistently for a year, there's something wrong with my behavior. Yep. Right. Like if yeah. I can't load something heavy because I haven't fixed a structural problem, yep. there's something wrong with me, not the program. Right. Right. And one of the good things to see it play out was like, although I'm not quote unquote fit, man, fitness was not an issue. No. And I felt good. I didn't mm-hmm. feel injured. I didn't feel overworked. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck yes, yeah, space program. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I th- The other thing that took me a very long time to learn was you can't train on a daily basis as if you're getting ready for a competition yeah. or competing. Yeah. And I think that that's where... 
uh, CrossFit gets it wrong still, mm-hmm. or I shouldn't yeah. say CrossFit, but people who participate in CrossFit, like yeah. it's always, it is always a competition every single day, yes. which I love. Yeah, I totally. love that, but it's not good for me long run. No, mm-hmm. completely. You know, not, there's no longevity in it. Yeah, there's no longevity. Your your body, yeah. your spirit, your soul yeah. is not supposed to do that every single day. Well, and then actually, Trevor told me this. He said you only have so many times that you can go hard yep. until you cannot go hard anymore. And, you know, why wouldn't I save those for the competition floor? Mm -hmm. Of course you're going to, you have to train that to some point, but you can't train it every day. Yeah. It's a weird, I know there's like this, you only have so many heartbeats and you only have so many of the, that is, that's a weird understanding because also as a biological entity, your longevity has to do with how much stress and recovery you put on yourself in equal doses that will actually elongate the game. Well, that's the idea of it. It's like putting the red line out a little bit further, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you put, you, you give it all and you go to this whole new red line. So you've pushed that out on the horizon a little bit further, but then you have to heal and recover, which means it right. comes back a little bit, but now, and then you, you get to that recovery point or how my brother always talked about it. It was like, you don't want to train the hardest every day. You want to recover the fastest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that really helped me approach training. So that means like I'm going out for a really easy run uh-huh. and I'm not bringing a watch because fuck bringing my mind into it and thinking about the times. Mm-hmm. And so then I just go out for a run and I enjoy it. And I'm not running my guts out and I'm not getting anywhere close to that red line. But I know the next time I approach it or or in the near future, I can push that out a little bit further. Yeah. Well, here's the weird idea. It's like... Do- <laughs> There's certain sports that require this. Do you really need to know a one rep max or a time trial time? Yeah. Or like, does that serve you? In, it's in the past anyway. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And so therefore, like, that, even Kirk talked about this when he was like, oh, Aaron, I want to test your one mile run time. And I was like, are you fucking out of your mind? Yeah. Like, it's, first of all, no, you have the potential to go fucking hard. Yeah. Yes. I I think Kirk was looking at it more of like, let's see what we can stack onto this. Like he is a phenomenal runner. Yeah. Um, I I think it was more like that, but I had flashbacks to when I was a runner and oh, I'm like, I'm sure. I never want to run a one, one mile time trial again. That's like, because you know how to hurt That will yourself. kill me. Yeah. You know, exactly. like I don't want to die right now. Exactly. No, this, this is the difference. So do take the same thing. You can take the same and Kirk is a good runner just from military use, but he has only been doing like mixed physical things for a little bit. If I give Kirk a one rep max deadlift, I'm not worried about him. I would be. I'm not because A, he hasn't primed himself to be able to hurt himself deadlifting. Maybe he could from a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. but not from an effort standpoint. And those two things are different. If it's on the line and you say, Michael, you have to deadlift max out and it has to be more than this person, I can break my back doing it because I know yeah. how to I know how to get that out of myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you get to an athletic level where you can damage yourself in order to get a performance in return, you then have to back away from any training that resembles that whatsoever. I made that mistake because Mm -hmm. I was actually like legitimately worried about the ruck if there was gonna be a ruck because I haven't rucked in in a couple years. And I've rucked and it's hurt me before. For sure. And I was like, shit, I I need to prepare for this because I, I'm not, I haven't trained rucking. I, my, my joints aren't ready for that. Yeah. Like my back isn't ready for that. So I went out 
with this smart idea of throwing 35 pounds in a rucksack and going for (laughs) 10 miles. (laughs) And I was like, all right, and I'm going to keep a, you know, 15 mile pace. And that lasted for about three miles, maybe. Yeah. And I was really messed up that for I I I, could, yeah. I didn't recover. That's a I lot didn't of recover to for days for, for yeah. ten miles. It put me out, and yeah. I t- I texted Erin, and I was like, she was like, oh, I think I'm going to go for a rock. I was like, don't do it. She tried. <laughs> don't she do tried. it. Ever. She's like, okay, I got to get my vest at least do something weighted. And I was like, I wouldn't. Like I I really wouldn't because a we don't have that much time and all you need is time walking and uphill to develop your feet. You actually yeah. just need to get used to gear and shoes. You don't need to add load weight yet. Well, and that's the funny thing. Cause I was, I was talking to Kirk about rocking, by the way, Kirk won first place. So obviously he's doing something right, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, don't, don't rock. You'll just do what you can do on the day. And I'm like, why do I have to test my mile that yeah. <laughs> sometimes though? It's about testing. Like, if you've never done it something before, yeah, it's sure. about like experiencing it and saying not not to the full degree, not you know killing yourself, but saying okay, I know what to expect, and I don't want this thing to be the first time sure. that I do it at the event. Yeah, the, uh, to fa- know that you have the confidence and the like, know what you're going to go through. You want these sensations to be familiar, and that that's like uh, it shouldn't be like misunderstood. People who haven't tested things should probably test them. People should associate numbers in times and effort you, and what that feels like and you learn it and there's such a learning process like i think about when i used to like weight lift and how much i enjoyed it and to be able to move heavy weight was really empowering yeah it's mm-hmm. not the physicality that i need but i'm really grateful for that experience and now i know something that seems like this massive amount of this massive number at a certain point in my life, I could pick it up or I could squat it. And that was really empowering for me at that time. It wasn't where I needed to stay, right. but I'm really grateful to have had it. There, there's this, so to put it in like perspective, uh, they, they were talking about that because we listened to that uh, Christian Craighead podcast that he did with Black Rifle. And they yeah. talked about this. And I think the same thing is true. Like immediately I was like, yep, that's dead true. What is the difference if you're shooting like as a sol- as a professional, you're learning to shoot right if i if i'm just trying to pass a test and shoot a target or if i'm learning to kill something those are two totally different things they involve the same action right but they are totally different intents and if you're going to do a particular job like become a professional athlete or do something where you need to actually tap into that energy mm-hmm. that is intentional you need to respect it needs to be the most respected thing ever um that being said, most people don't ever because they just compete in the gym on a daily basis, which isn't real competition because when it gets hard, they give up. Yeah. And so that person probably needs to tune themselves to understand what their potential is because they're not hitting their potential. Well, right. I'm so glad you said that too, because one other aspect that I really loved at the tactical games, honestly, was that it was outside. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was so wonderful to see people have to deal with some of the elements, whether yeah. it was wind. the heat of the day, the mm-hmm. wind, the dirt. Yeah. I mean, all of it just added because that is has been one for me a frustration of gym competitions is that it's in a building where you're protected from these different things that can impact it and to see each of you navigate that whether it was the physicality and the fitness part of it or whether it was a shooting part of it um was 
a really awesome aspect. I of tell it. people that have now done a tour in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I ate so many sandy sour patch kids. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, for sure. It was dirty. It was like it was like fine yeah. silk dirt. Too. Oh my god, I was and coughing up dirt for days after. Oh sure. my god, yeah. So like, don't forget your sheet mask, cinnamon. I know yeah. what's yeah. going on tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to do ours too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, would you do another one? I would. Yeah. Okay. Would I thought we talked one? about this. Yeah. All right. We were doing I've Oregon signed and... you guys all up. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. I do need to stop. I get really excited about things like far away from the event. And then as it gets closer, I'm like, dang. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've got and to I'm the stop opposite. doing If this. it's far away, I don't think about it. And then as it get closer, I'm like, I'm fucking doing this thing and nothing else matters. No, yeah, I'm, I'm more like you. I think about it a lot. And then as it gets closer... I realize why did I think about it? So I much? I stopped doing it altogether. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm rebelling. I know you did. This was an interesting competition because I was a little bit messed up in my head. Yeah, I sure. know. But then the yep. crystals, the crystals pulled me out of it. Yep. <laughs> I felt really good about it on the day. Good. Well, and that and that's part of like just being like I want to do this thing. I don't know how it's gonna look. I don't know how the weeks ahead are gonna look for it. I don't know how the day's gonna arrive. Yeah. But I'm putting myself here. Mm-hmm. So, um. Well, Black Rifle Coffee gave me a Noveski, which is the coolest gun I've ever shot, Hell yeah. ever, um, which was really, really nice of them, and I'm super grateful. Every time I shoot or go anywhere, they're like, do you have your Noveski? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and so we're like, we just finished the first event at the competition, and I'm like making a sandwich on my Noveski <laughs> in the back of the car. And I send a picture to Logan. I'm like, look, have you ever made a sandwich on your Noveski? And he's like, yes, PB&J for life. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Uh, in his head, he was probably cringing. But I'm like, hey, it's the only flat surface I could find. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It doesn't matter if you get a little turkey in the magwell. <laughs> it, it shot like a champ. Yeah. All of my other guns went down hard. Yeah. How do these people have like four, five, six like other pistols to shoot? I mean, we had six pistols I mean, just between d- us. Yeah. That's insane. Well, I'm going to have to get another job at like Target or something. <laughs> yeah, that'll pay for it. If you work at Target for a year, you can buy one handgun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, if you did another competition, what category would you guys sign up for? And what would be your goal? I told Kirk tactical for me, individual. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're, we'll work on that. We'll get you to elite before you sign up for tactical. I don't. We just have to test that mile. <laughs> just kidding. <Yeah. laughs> well, what's the difference between intermediate and tactical? Aside from the fact that they let yeah, you what use is the, the red dot. Tactical is heavier. So it, oh, interme- intermediate is, uh, is lighter weights, um, different standards for guns. The only thing in tactical is, yeah, you can have a red dot on your handgun, but also the weights go up. So okay. it's kind of the in-between that and elite. Okay. That's why I was like, that. that's the right category. Because when you see people move in the intermediate, you're like, that's not challenging enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think you, I think, no, I love Kirk, but don't, I think you should set your goals higher and do the tactical like intermediate like if you're like i can do intermediate no, he and work me my to way do out there elite yeah i know but the top i know oh but that's to that you're getting into here's where people get this wrong for sure um a 
Kirk, why don't you do elite? Because you're winning your division. Yeah. That the the problem here is that you have to set up your psychology so that I can move I can perform well enough to have the desire to perform better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also need to reach for the thing. Eventually, I want to be with the best so that I can test myself. But that has to become a reality for us. I need to learn how to shoot better. I need to like yeah. get a little bit stronger. Maybe have to work on some of the physical things in order to go to elite. If you go to elite now, you could do the physical things, but you yeah. would get wrecked by the shooting. And then you would you would just have this like, cool, I'm in last place in elite. But if you can place in mm-hmm. the top you know, three to five in the sure. tactical yeah. category, it shows you, you start winning tactical now you should go up. Yes, I agree with that. Yep. Yeah, I'm. It, I, yeah, if it I'm was a CrossFit sure. event, I would go lead. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. No shit. Of course. But I wouldn't. Those there, fucking guys. There was one. The so girl strong. that won elite. She is a. She's CrossFitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not a games athlete. No. But she is a very she's good athlete. She's a. She uh. She's like a. She's obstacle a regional. Course. She's a regional level athlete. And she does like Spartan races yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She's a good athlete. Yeah, I was surprised mix. with her shooting, but because she was good at shooting, uh, her rifle was good. I didn't see her pistol. That was a weird one. Didn't, see that. didn't yeah. she say she didn't like her friends loaned her? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Too. Yeah, her vest and stuff. Her I don't vest. know about oh. her gun. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't talk oh. to her much. I just overheard her. Interesting. I mean, a tactical is a good. It's a good in between where you'll get the physical stuff that is fine for you, but that will give you a bit of an advantage so that you can then focus on the thing that you need to work on. Yeah, it is the first competition that I've done where I'm like, okay, I really want to get better at this thing and come back and crush it. It's so good. Yeah. So I do want to continue to to do it, and it made me feel really good that my fitness is on on par. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, none of us are lacking in fitness. You know that we're there i mean i would if i had to go up a category like you wouldn't you'd be fine no this guy uh some of our events were the same those guys were big yeah they're big guys like they're like i'm i'm probably like 40 pounds less than most of them yeah they're big guys which i like it'll just be a horsepower thing you could probably make i mean i've been lighter than some people in competitions okay but now i know how you feel when you go to like Mm -hmm. an american crossfit competition and you're like oh shit bitches are 30 pounds heavier than me like it's mm-hmm. not like a it's just like man they're gonna be able to move more weight than me yeah. more yeah. efficiently yeah um they don't drug test yet <laughs> <laughs> i show up i'm all <laughs> i'm like a d-ball dude elodie's gonna do this next year is she, gonna is be she so really fun. yeah she That's wants to awesome. that should be our goal just get as many people to do it as possible yeah. i know would be fucking hilarious would, yeah. actually yeah yeah I'm, i mean it would be kind of fun i, I know there's a couple of people at our gym that would now do it oh, oh yeah. yeah for sure yeah which would be fun to go and train yeah mm-hmm. God, I mean, we yeah train you could rent like a whole we could just turn of- saturdays into like range days where we bring equipment out to do like battles and then do battles yeah That'd be pretty fun. That would be fun. Fuck. Do, 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 do. Saturday's booked. Do you know what? Know, there was right? one event where um, we were meowing right before. Oh, good. Meow, 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 meow. And meow, like, meow, meow, meow. I was, I was bear was crawling. Sled? Yeah, it was a bear yeah. crawl And I was sled. like, meow, 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 meow. And I'm like, no, I'm out of breath. I cannot meow right now. <laughs> Blair's like on her stomach in prone <laughs> position taking photos. Yeah, that's only because the professional <laughs> photographer <laughs> came and got in front of me. And then I was like, it's on. Now I'm really Those photos screwed. better be legit or else yeah. I'm going to freak out. Yeah, I got you. I know. Yeah. Although but I couldn't get sh- any shooting ones really. 
They're a hundred percent not as good as Blair's. Definitely, I know, Thanks, I know. Definitely, but they wouldn't give Blair and Mark a media pass because they were selling their own photography passes. Oh, and I'm like, sure. don't you guys know who we're bringing? Exactly. Like this is marketing for you guys. <laughs> yeah, and this comes down to the 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 little like, what can we extrapolate? And it really bothers me. The same. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, listen. Ani DeFranco over there, who I love Ani DeFranco, <laughs> but their photographer did look like Ani like DeFranco. A, yes. Maybe like 70 pounds overweight. Ani yeah, DeFranco. She was a, she was a, she was a heavy one. I, I, I hope we got Ani. some good photos out of this. I, I think too. she did. But I there's, hope. They'll be fine photos. It's yes. they, They're not going to be good now. She's going to edit me fat. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing. It. There's also nothing. It's just like the it's around the whole event it's not even her she's probably doing a great job and and it's cool to be a photographer and be able to work and have like some money coming away and take pictures of people doing stuff that they love the problem is them trying it's like do you know what it reminds me of movie theaters yes. being like you can't bring in your own snacks and you're like why like i just want a water and like no you got to buy our water and you're like you motherfuckers or it's, riding a, it's like riding a roller coaster and having to pay 40 bucks for a picture yeah exactly. like if you hire a photographer like if a, a photographer's hired and then you have marketing images just give it to the participants yeah, yeah. no right yeah because yeah. they're going to post about it yeah. and then it's you know, going to bump your event up a hundred percent movie we went to we went and saw uh spider-man Oh shit! And we had like it was the first movie we had gone to see since like before COVID. It's been like two years. Yeah, I don't think I've seen one. You and Duke. Yeah, yeah. and (laughs) so we're. I was like, let's go see a movie. Like we haven't seen a movie in forever. And I heard Spider Man's really good. So, um, was it? It was actually for Spider Man movie. Like that's not one of my favorite, but. Um, it was You're more for, it. it was more about getting out and you know just getting out of the house doing something different. I love but the story from Cinnamon the, so much already. But the the point of the story is, I packed a Ziploc bag full of popcorn and Proud. like my own snacks, not because I'm cheap and like no. I don't want to pay like yeah. not no, because, because of that, you but know I, how to make them. Yeah, I want this specific popcorn and yeah. I want I don't want their shit like candy. Yeah. I want my stuff and yeah, I put it in my bag and. I didn't give a shit. Did you sneak um, it in? Yeah. yeah. I am. Okay. And I, I took a poppy drink in there with me. Oh, I was like, yeah. crack yes. it open. Can, can I tell a quick story about a similar thing, except I was a really poor kid. And I was had a drinking issue where I like to drink a lot. And uh, <laughs> What kind of drinking? Uh, like beer. Okay. Yeah, totally. And so I'm like, early 20s. And this is like the same time I'm like running races bandit. Like, so I'm just like running races. And then at the finish line, I just peel off because I want the experience, but I can't afford to like run yeah. the race. I'm like, listen, someday, someday I'm going to be big and I'll buy, I'll buy a ticket to your race, man. I just can't right now, but I'm supporting this cause with my presence. Yeah. And so I would run races bandit and then I'd be like, yo, so what, what bar are we going to? Okay. They serve Coors Light. Let me pack my backpack. So I pack my backpack with beers, you know, and I like go to the bar and I'd be like, click, click, and I'd have my beer. So I walk and I see Travis and he's drinking a beer. I'm like, oh, ha. So I take mine and I tap the top of his and his bottle, I hit it too hard. So his bottle falls to the ground and like, like cracks open and sprays everywhere mm-hmm. and i was like oh hold on let me open my backpack what kind of beer were you drinking oh bud light okay here you go <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's that. amazing thanks <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> he's so, like love my life the best, yeah. you're like the best walking disaster ever <laughs> You're like, no, I did the wrong thing, but I'm prepared. Exactly. <laughs> it's 
Exactly. Chaos tornado. <laughs> Pepper light chaos tornado. You know, I imagine I imagine it's not quite as bad as the look Aaron gave, yeah. but I imagine the look on his face is almost like the look of like what the fuck that Aaron when we we're at dinner, uh her her little brother's fiance, he was like oh. feeding her some ramen. Oh, and she like laughed or something and she sprayed ramen all over Aaron and, and me <laughs> I, I, I was like I'm I got it on my you. forehead and no. my hair I'm not joking I just was like all right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> I was like oh god Aaron has so much patience do you know what That's here is the number one problem about my life <laughs> I uh, I can't hide what I'm thinking on I my know, face. I know, I love that so much and about I'm just you. Like, you did a good job, though. You you recovered really fast because I looked over at you. and You were I, like, what? You were yeah. enraged. Well, it I know so because funny. I have a feeling she felt really bad. And yeah. my little brother is like, the first thing he said to her before I met her was like, my sister's either going to love you or she's going to fucking hate you. I understand. And like this, our relationship <laughs> will go one or of two ways. I watched her turn into a ghost instantaneously. I know. Her so face I went that. pale. All the blood I, drained out of her I, face. I, I really love her. Of course. Yes. I'm the same way. Yep. I think we share Because when we were at Harmon's too, uh-huh. I'm like, fuck. Aaron and I have a lot in common because that guy, the guy was like, when you asked him about the cakes... And like if it if the coconut cake was good, oh, and yeah. he was like, uh, I don't know, never had it. Like maybe for a coconut, it could be. Like his his response was of no value at all. Yeah, and you were like, well, I don't know how that helps me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that helps me whatsoever. That's exactly what I was thinking, and it was just funny. And yeah. then the lady, it, he got uncomfortable. Good. Yeah. He yeah. should. Do you know what I hate? When you go to a restaurant and you're like, I'd like double meat. And people look at you like, are you splitting this? Would you like me to put it on oh, two yeah. plates? I'm like, no, this entree is just for myself. I'm a big eater. Yes. I'm a bigger girl. I have big bones. <laughs> just I'm not. But you're like, not. I don't like it when people make me feel bad about my eating. Why don't people make you feel bad if you order like double pancakes like why is that they're acceptable? like we're double pancakes yeah. oh it's so America. good you gotta get weird, the whipped cream the it yeah. is fine i'm gonna start ordering two potatoes i w- i promise you i won't even get a second look yeah it's kind of weird like huh? last yeah. night at sushi the guy was like is this all the food you want for all of you guys and i'm like dude you weigh a buck 15 yeah don't tell me how to eat and also well, what you do in a day you're doing a lot of movement in a day I'm yeah doing yeah. stuff yeah i got stuff to do yeah. yeah well the guy last night did upgrade my ramen to the larger one because i was like hey can i get can i get double chicken for my ramen and he's right. like well why don't you just get the large one because it comes with more chick more same amount of chicken it comes double chicken. i'm like no i just want the yeah. i just want the meat i don't, want the I, don't noodles. I was like i don't want the noodles yeah which yeah. was so funny was because funny. then you got the large one and you ate all the meat and gave him back the bowl of noodles <laughs> that's funny yeah and i told him i said ah, it's too many noodles for me my little brother was so funny he he brought me a plant for my birthday and he's like oh i was gonna get you gun stuff and then i went to the gun store and they're like well what kind of ammo does she shoot and he's like i don't know so he got me this like plant love it and i'm like oh what kind of plant is it and he's like i think it's a cross between an orchid and a snapdragon i'm like no it's not and he's like well you can shoot it if you want Oh my gosh, That's he's so, so funny. That's so good. That's funny. Yeah, I 
the food thing is annoying. I like I like my food to be precise when I travel yeah. and when yeah. I compete. Like I I don't I only eat like once a day sometimes. Yeah. So like don't tell me yeah. that I can't have double of something oh, yeah. protein wise. Well, yeah. I just don't like being judged about it. Yeah, I, don't judge me. I went to I don't mind the judgment actually. I you know, I embrace the judgment. I really do. Think about it. Think think about what people are actually judging. What, I think they're jealous that they can't yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly. And that's why I want Ain't them to do it because it lets me like know how this. awesome I am. Like, yeah. yes, I can I'll, order this pizza with truffle fries stuffed into it like a like a taco, like a giant like a giant Can I go eat with you guys? Yes, I like a waffle for the table. Yeah. yeah. I I was <laughs> judged by a 15-year-old at Pretty Bird because I ordered He's like, tell Kate hi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but the thing was, is I wasn't a total fat kid. Like, I didn't order the fries. Like, yes, there's breading on it. I just wanted Pretty Bird chicken. So I just ordered chicken tenders, and I got double the chicken. That's all I had. And the kid behind the counter, like, who's, like, making the the boxes for everyone, he's just staring at me, like, like, looking to see if you know, my friends are going to show up. And I looked at him like, no, this is all for me. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. I'm going to eat all that Dude, and then I'm going to fucking fuck cut you. you. Do you yeah, know what? Exactly. I, I do like making people feel uncomfortable. I I was getting steaks for the second day in a row, which mm-hmm. was the comment that the butcher made to me. He's like, steaks two night in a row? Isn't that unhealthy? I'm like, dude, you are 420 pounds. Yeah, look yeah. at me. Like, yeah. I'm eating steak only. Yeah. This yeah. is only steak for me. Yeah. I I have so many I don't know I have a lot of opinions about it but I think a lot of the a lot of the interaction that I see go on is a lot of residual from like your specific backgrounds which is fascinating to me me and cinnamon yeah like uh, everybody like you just see somebody's like oh yeah there's a like like a lot of discomfort around uh, food stuff because you guys have grown up so I'm just looking at it like it's so different than what I grew up with mm. and that that's like something that I think a lot of people can't recognize is that somebody can be different than them and have yes. a different experience yes well, um, yeah you know w- one of the things I'm like coming to into your season about is not giving a fuck what other people think yeah, yeah. good yeah. This is that's like that is enlightenment to some degree. Like that's how you can describe it is essentially you let go of all the preceptions and perceptions of other people because it is none of your business. Mm -hmm. Like they're all your own perspectives and you can just like understand that they have a perception. The You know, the best person about this is Chris Erickson. He has no attachment to somebody else's idea of him. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in how he talks about people. Because mm-hmm. he'd be like, oh, so crazy. I had this interaction with this lady. She was like yelling at me. She's getting all hopped up. And I just like answered her directly and smiled. And she like walked off. It was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And he like, he didn't know, make, a, love that he didn't uh-huh. make a judgment about her. He wasn't mad that she was mad. He didn't let her energy change yeah. his energy. And that mm-hmm. is a skill. Yes. Like that's a, that's a superpower to be like, Absolutely, look yeah. at this fucking spider monkey coming after me i'm not gonna like give them what they want and react to it yeah Yeah. my human design says that i constantly have to be proving myself which is exhausting yeah and so when people comment about foods that i'm ordering it takes me every ounce of discipline to not say 
look at me and look at you. Yeah, like, let's just separate the two images for one second. Yep. Like, tell me what you see, yeah. you motherfucker. But like, you look how mad I'm getting right now. I know, totally. but you don't have to. I do. It's in my human design. No, the I tr- have to. The truth have is to. obvious about <laughs> have to. Legal. 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 <laughs> Illegal. If I want to sit in the corner and eat a corn dog on my own, that's my business. <laughs> I've got abs. <laughs> you see these corn dog abs? <laughs> Those are mini corn dog abs. Oh my yes. gosh. Guys, how did you get mini corn dog abs? I'm, I've been microdosing, microdosing corn, corn dogs. dogs. <laughs> Dosing corn dogs. What do you microdose with? Corn dogs. Corn dogs. <laughs> duh. Duh. Dude, yeah. So it was They're a dream of bites. mine. Me and my friend Craig McKinley. We really wanted to start a business at some point together. My actor friend, the Scottish actor friend that okay. was in what movie was he in? King Arthur. He's yeah. been in a million movies. I know, but what's the one he's known? He for? was in Captain. He was Captain oh, Morgan. He is Captain Morgan. He's the rainy. So the guy's like Captain, Captain, Captain. That's Craig. That's Craig. Hey, Craig. Is, so you have to meet him. He's a ginger. Yeah. Oh, redheads unite. Yeah. yeah you love <laughs> him. You guys would wear your denim jackets so, together and be so cool. Oh my god, yes. For I sure. don't think he's ever had a corn dog, but <gasps> I explained it to him, and he was like, "Oh man, what? Like, huh? He looked at me like this, like." Did I just find Narnia? Like <laughs> when he visits, can we have a corn dog party? Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Okay. And so I was like, dude, we need to start a corn dog truck. And he was like, Can we call it corn dog bros? And I was like, a hundred percent. I just <laughs> see you guys up there with your overalls and like a conductor hat for some reason. Corn dog bros. <laughs> I see him having yeah. earmuffs that are corn dogs on either side. <laughs> and then you bring the truck to the tactical games. Yeah. Oh my, oh god. my gosh. Yes. Fucking tactical s- corn dogs. The snacks. The snacks. The snacks. Games, Snacktical Squad. I like that one. That one's Snacktical Squad. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. That Snacktical is. That should be your squad. team team name. Snacktical yes. Squad. Yes. yes. That. It, yeah. We were Girl Squad. Here's a, Girl yeah. Squad was good. Here's what I'll leave on this note because then I got to go show these fucking idiots how to move around. Oh uh, yeah, I might be one of them. Never mind. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna end on that. That was perfect. I'm one of them. <laughs> All right, peace. Out. <laughs> oh, cinnamon. S- S- got anything? She's cinnamon? like, I don't know. Let's do it again. All right. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it again. That was so fun. How are you gonna thing. end it? Are you gonna end it with your theme song? Meow 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 meow. Meow 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 meow